Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's Wednesday, which means it's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. Hey everyone, it's Heidi Fang here, your Takeaways host for the Vegas Nation podcast. And today we're doing a special edition uh, of the show. So if you're not already subscribed, go ahead, hit subscribe now, wherever you're listening. And also we're brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today and get a bonus of up to $500 when you sign up. And we're also presented to you by TickPick on Blue Wire. In fact, later on in the show, one of my guests will be from Blue Wire podcast as well in Nick Dice. So we're going to welcome him to the show bit later. But first, I have on Cassie Soto, our own Vegas Nation show host. She's going to come on with me right now, and we're going to discuss what has been going on here on this Tuesday, November 2nd, as Henry Ruggs, the Raiders wide receiver, was involved in a fiery car crash resulting in the death of a 23-year-old girl, as we have learned, uh, just as we are keeping up to date with this story and everything happening with it. And you can check everything out on VegasNation.com, particularly all the great coverage that you've been doing today, Cassie. I mean, it's credit to you getting in there, handling the story. It's been a really hard news day. Yeah, it's just not the news we like to cover, Heidi. Um, but unfortunately, it happens. And unfortunately, um, at the expense of a life. And Henry Ruggs is responsible for that. And as we've seen uh, a lot of the responses, it's it's extremely unfortunate that the accessibility in this city in particular of calling someone and especially for professional athletes at the drop of a dime can call anyone um, to come get them. And uh, for this to be the result, as you said, a 23 year old woman has lost her life and her life was just getting started, you know. And um, as I wrote that, as we tweeted that out, like my my heart dropped a little bit. Um, and, and it's unfortunate. But as you say, we've been covering this and uh, we're going to do it to the best our, of our ability here at Vegas Nation and uh, everything at VegasNation.com. Um, but yeah, the the story is that Henry Ruggs, um, right now it's just DUI resulting in death and reckless driving are his charges. So we don't know exactly what that DUI entails. So we're not going to speculate anything. Um, but if he was impaired, he made the conscious decision to get behind the wheel. And this is the result. And as we know, earlier in the night, he was over at Top Golf uh, over near the MGM Resort Casino and that he had posted a video on a Snapchat from there. So Top Golf, you know, that's a, a place where a lot of people go. You can have a good time there. And it's things happen in Vegas sometimes. It might have not been his last spot. Could have just been where he started, headed out again. Not to speculate. We're just going to go through what we know. And so that was posted around midnight, right? On a Snapchat? Uh, I believe it was like around 9 p.m., 9 oh, or was 10 it? Okay. p.m. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the accident happened around 3.40 a.m. Right. Um, so, yeah, there was obviously some time there. So we don't know how long he was at Topgolf. We don't know if he went somewhere afterwards. But, yeah, you're right. Checking his social channels, we did see that he was there. Um, and if, you know, we're we're looking deep into the, the to the video, there is some sort of cocktail to the right uh, of the that you can see where he is recording. He's recording a female. Swinging. Um, if anybody's ever been to Top Golf, it's sort of just like um, 
the the where they tee off right so you're basically just hitting balls um off of different levels of this uh facility and trying to make it um right into score it as far as you can hit it as far as you can and uh Heidi I hate to draw comparisons here because obviously this accident is so severe but if we remember back in January of this year Raiders running back Josh Jacobs was involved in a single vehicle crash he was also at Top Golf that night. Yeah. Um, you know, it's we're not drawing comparisons. We're not doing that. But again, these players need to learn from each other's mistakes. Mm-hmm. And these are not mistakes that you want to be making just months apart from each other. That happened early January. Uh, Josh Jacobs, um, luckily, you know, it was a single car, yeah. single car accident. So he didn't hurt anybody. Again, it happened, I think, at like 4 or 5 a.m. Um, and you Google his mugshot. He has a huge gash across his forehead and it's stitched up. And that's something that they should, you know, have told the entire team, like, don't do this. You know, we are everyone is so easily able to text and call and call somebody catch an Uber to be able to avoid situations like this. And it, it didn't happen. That is a hard part about it. And I'm sure like the team usually does go through those things where they do talk to the players and say, look, especially before bye week, they'll say something of the effect like, hey, be careful out there. Don't party too hard. We still got the you know, rest of the season to focus on. I'm sure there was something like that that had happened uh, at the facility. Well, and Heidi, too, this happened. The tech, their bye week was last week. So he yeah. should have been completely focused on the Giants, right? This week, like they're back on the field this week. Right, on Wednesday. And mm-hmm. when his teammates take the field on Wednesday, he is going to be making his court appearance. And 9 a.m., as far as we know right now, um, that he was booked and put through the system with the Clark County Detention Center. Um, he was booked in approximately 3 p.m. today. So we know that that did take place and that the uh, right now first appearance, initial appearance for him will be uh, in the a.m. tomorrow, 9 a.m. roughly. They always kind of start these things at 9 a.m. and then it could last throughout the process of the day. But we will have a live feed on that as well. Um, it you know, one of the other things that we need to um, make sure that we note is about this accident and how it happened right now on uh, Rainbow. I went down there this morning after the radio show that I'm on and it was about 1015. So this is like roughly seven hours after all this took place and they still had it all taped off. You could see all the different markers of debris, um, those evidence markers that the they use, the, yeah, the cones. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were scattered all over Rainbow. And the stretch was probably like a mile and a half yeah. going from between the streets that we mentioned. Um, in fact, I'm not actually sure that we did mention the street. So let's explain. It's on in Las Vegas. There's Rainbow Boulevard. And then between Flamingo and Tropicana, about one mile, one and a half mile stretcher road there. Um, the exact accident happened uh, Spring Valley Parkway on Rainbow. So uh, the driver, again, of the Toyota RAV4 dead at the scene. The car burst into flames after contact uh, uh, by the police report says that Ruggs was driving his Corvette and rear-ended the RAV4. Uh, again, uh, they said that afterward he stayed on scene. Uh, there were a lot of witness accounts, and you've been covering those witness accounts today. What did they all have to say? Yeah, one one man that the Review Journal spoke to says that he li- has lived on that street, I believe, Willow Creek. He's lived there for more than 20 years, and he said that the same wall where uh, Ruggs' car ended up has been rebuilt multiple times throughout the years because I guess that stretch of road is just susceptible to drivers that are speeding. Um, again, we don't we don't want to make any uh, uh, reference or 
I'm sorry, we don't want to uh, insinuate here, but drivers that are under the influence and drivers that after a certain hour of the night, not a lot of we know in the city after a certain time of the night, Heidi, good things uh, don't happen. And unfortunately, this is one of those incidents. But yeah, as you said, uh, the eyewitnesses have said that they'll be hanging out in their backyard and they just hear cars speeding by. One guy that we spoke to who didn't want to give his name, he remained anonymous. He said that he has kids that live in that neighborhood and go to school and he tells them every day to avoid crossing the street at that intersection because there's been so many accidents and so many cars speeding. And this is just another account to add to that. Yeah. And then you heard uh, reports that Ruggs' passenger, uh, she uh, also sustained some injury. I'm assuming, and like I said, I don't want to speculate, but there was another witness report that I saw that one of our reporters got where they said, you know, that right after the accident, this lady was screaming to help the people in the other car. Um, They didn't know at the time it was, you know, one or two, how many people were in there, but she saw the flames and they said the witness report said you could hear the screaming from the woman saying, we need help. Yeah. And you mentioned you mentioned when you were at the scene that that they had it taped off and had such a wide uh, barrier around it because they knew it was going to be a high profile case. Mm -hmm. Well, unfortunately, we also learned when I was live um, on our on our site this morning that the victim's body was still in the car at the time, again, because they want to get all the information and understand what happened. So, again, you say six, seven hours after the initial accident, this 23 year old woman was still in the car. Yeah, my heart goes Woman's out. Woman's body, excuse me, was still in the car. Yeah, my heart goes out to them, the family, all those involved. Um, you always want to know that your loved ones are going to come home safe. And it's just one of those reminders that, you know, one, like you said, that if you've had a single drink, if you've had, you know, too much to smoke, you know, you can't put it on one, two things or whatever. Um, it could have been even prescription meds. We just don't know. But, you know, if you feel that you are under an influence and cannot successfully navigate behind a wheel that you shouldn't go there. Call. There's so many plays to call, especially in Vegas. And how much easier is it to call for help than having to deal with this? Right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. in retrospect, you hope Henry Ruggs realizes he should have called someone. He should have reached out for help. You saw Keyshawn Nixon tweet out Raiders cornerback, tweet out sad eyes as soon as the news came out. I'm sure if he would have called one of his teammates, they would have come and got him immediately. Like these players, and they've said it all season, right, Heidi, how much of a brotherhood and how much of a family this team is. You have to have your families back. You don't ask questions. You do go get them. You go get them no matter what's going on. You help your family. But that person has to ask for that help. And in this case, Henry Ruggs did not. Like you put it upon any of the team captains. Mm -hmm. One of them would have been there. Yes. One of them would have been there without question. And the Raiders did release a statement. It says the Raiders are aware of an accident involving Henry Ruggs III that occurred this morning in Las Vegas. We are devastated by the loss of life and our thoughts and prayers go out to the victim's families. Uh, family, we are in the process of gathering information and we will have no further comment at this time. Uh, it's also important to note that Ruggs has uh, retained one of the top lawyers in Las Vegas who has dealt with very, very high profile cases in this matter in Chesnoff. Um, so he also represented Josh Jacobs. Yeah. If we're going back, yeah. he represented and Josh Jacobs back in January also. Yeah. And Zion. Zion, Zion Williamson. Williams. Yep. Yeah. There's another big case um, with MMA. I believe he's represented Alistair Overeem when he had a case out here in Vegas. So he has definitely been uh, out for the stars when needed or called upon and um, is, again, one of the most high profile lawyers in the city. So uh, that's who he will be represented by. Um, you mentioned uh, the Keyshawn Nixon tweet, Maurice Hurst Jr. Uh, 
Turner, a former teammate of Ruggs, is uh, also put prayers out to Ruggs and the families of those involved. Um, so we're, you know, no other readers have really on at least Twitter commented on it at this time. And on Wednesday, Heidi, we're supposed to hear from the team as as of yesterday, as of Monday, it was scheduled that a uh, uh, interim head coach Rich Basacci and Derek Carr are going to be made available, their weekly Wednesday press conference. So, I mean, they should be prepared for a series of questions involving this situation. Again, you mentioned the captain, Derek Carr. I don't he shouldn't have to claim responsibility. Right. But I think it's up to him and the veterans to talk to these younger players. Henry Ruggs is 22 years old. 22 years old, took the life of a 23-year-old. These are conversations that these guys who have been in the league six, seven, eight plus years that have to talk to these young players and say, guys, there is so much more to life than what's happening on Sundays and, and what's happening, you know, when we're, when we're on the field. But you have to be responsible for your actions. And this is the worst case scenario that can happen. But these are conversations that need to be had to make these young players aware who feel like they're on top of the world, that are making tons of money and buying Corvettes and driving these fancy cars, that there's so much more to it. And you can't take it for granted. Yeah, he's lucky. After I'd seen the vehicle, you've seen the vehicle. Yes. He's lucky that he's walked away from this. And again, it's it's completely unfortunate. But you look at most DUI cases, Heidi, and who's the ones that make it out alive? Yeah. yeah. The drivers. Yeah. The drivers who were impaired. Yeah. And this innocent girl who was driving, we don't know, driving home, driving to work, wherever. Vegas is a 24-hour city. We don't know where she could have been going. Mm-hmm. Minding her own business, driving her car and to lose her life like this. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a, such a tragedy. And how the Raiders will pull together to play a football game on Sunday, that will be another question that we'll have to watch and see once we get into that media room. Cassie, Cassie and I will be there on the scene tomorrow. We'll have you updated with everything happening with um, anything that we find out about the situation, posting it to VegasNation.com. Uh, Cassie, thank you so much for taking time to break this down for me. I know it's been a very long day for you and it's going through it. Yeah. Again, I said not the news we like to cover, but it's the news people need to know about. And it's the news we need to make people aware of. So hopefully mm-hmm. it doesn't happen again. And then make sure to give her a follow at underscore Cassie Soto on Twitter to keep up with all the news. And uh, we will be back here in a moment. I'm going to speak with Nick Dace again from Blue Wire podcast as well. He's going to join me. Um, he hosts a couple shows out there on Blue Wire. And we're also going to discuss the situation as well as the upcoming football game on Sunday against the New York football Giants. Stay tuned right here on the Takeaways Edition at the Vegas Nation podcast. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Raiders football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick 
TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. Welcome back to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. Now, first of all, I have to give this an introduction because I had asked Nick, who is somebody I was looking forward to getting on because he loves the Giants. He loves talking football. He has a show called Veterans Minimum and is also involved with Upsets and Underdogs on Blue Wire Podcasts at Win Betting. Um, he has the Lamb Show that he does as well. So there's all kinds of things that Nick is involved with that um, involve combat sports as well as football. So really wanted to chop it up with him. I feel bad that he had to join me on this Tuesday when there's such heavy, heavy news and we had to break that down as well. So I started off talking with Nick about that. And uh, again, we got into the Giants game as well. So right now I'd love to welcome Nick to the show. Uh, Nick Dice, again, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Nick D-A-I-S 10. And, uh, goes by Lamb as well. So give him a follow on Twitter. Right now we're going to get into it. We started talking, of course, about the top news of the day with Henry Ruggs and also got into the Giants and Raiders matchup coming up on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Right now, Henry Ruggs, it's um, been admitted to a UMC hospital here in the Valley. The Raiders wide receiver uh, in his second year is confirmed to have injuries resulting from a DUI crash that took place approximately 3.39 a.m. here in Las Vegas. Um, Metro has confirmed this, and it says that right now the, uh, Metro had responded to a collision in the intersection of South Rainbow Boulevard, South uh, Spring Valley Parkway, which involved a Corvette and a Toyota RAV4. Now, Henry Ruggs, right now, I do not know. Oh, it does say here that he actually was the driver. Henry Ruggs was the driver of the Corvette. He remained on scene and showed signs of impairment. He was transported to UMC to be treated for non-life-threatening injuries. He will be charged with DUI resulting in death. So this is a really unfortunate situation here uh, for the Raiders. They've had to face adversity after, you know, punch after gut punch. This one is really going to hit the team hard, I feel like. Um, Ruggs was just coming into his own this year. Nick, I know I'm putting you on the spot here in a tough situation, a a tough talk here, but what is your initial gut reaction to hearing this news uh, about Henry Ruggs? I mean, it's definitely not promising. Uh, It's very, very upsetting, very devastating for all parties involved. I, while I'm reading this on Twitter and as you're talking about it, it reminded me of Dante Stallworth way back in the day who also faced uh, something very similar, manslaughter charges. And I'm pretty sure as I pull it up, he was also uh, DUI as well. And this was shortly after he signed a big contract and also a wide receiver. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but still just, you're right. The Raiders have, they're having such a good season. They're exceeding expectations. And it's just like week after week after week, it's just some new thing that pops up. and. This one might be up there with one of the worst, worst breaking news is that we can have. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a difficult one as it is. Um, 
I think for this team coming into this game against the Giants, they're uh, everything that happened here. It's unpacking a lot. And I know, like I said, I put you on the spot there, Nick, coming off the jump with this question, but it is the news right now. That is what's happening. Um, so it it is uh, it's unfortunate again that there's death involved. It's such a tragic story. Um, things continuing to unfold from the story right now. Uh, we've got our own reporters trying to figure out if they can go outside um, the trauma unit where Rugs is right now at UMC. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, there are cops posted out there. I'm just literally breaking down everything as I see it as it's happening. So wild Tuesday here. Um, when you think about it, Nick, what does this do? If you think about the dynamic of the Raiders offense, what does this do um, for the offense without Henry Ruggs there? Well, he was the home run threat for them. And he also had a lot of expectations to live up to being the first wide receiver taken in the draft last year. And you saw how some of the guys in his class performed. C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, those guys had monster seasons. And then you were expecting them to take the next leap and a lot of pressure on him. And he's been playing pretty well. He's that deep vertical threat that Derek Carr likes. They've connected on some big plays this year. He's their game wrecker. We know about Waller. We know about Hunter Renfro underneath. But as far as a guy who is a sub four, three guy that could take the top off of defense. Very, very Tyree kill of him, right? Like the style of wide receiver, Deshaun Jackson type. You see Deshaun Jackson, 34 years old with the Rams still doing it at a high level because of the speed. You can't teach speed mm -hmm. and taking him away from that. I think that is a massive, massive hole. That's going to need to be filled by the Raiders offense on the outside. Yeah. And they do have players, obviously, that could step in. They're down a wide receiver now without Willie Sneed in the mix. Uh, this takes away rugs. They'll have Renfro. They'll have Brian Edwards. Uh, they'll need, obviously, their tight ends to step up as well. So the look of this offense now has changed a bit. And I'm sure maybe that they'll start looking at guys on their practice squad and who they can bring up uh, into into the uh, fold here to help bolster things on this roster. Um it's uh, pretty crazy just reading everything through. I see you just also put it out there on Twitter. Um, but it's, uh, you know, really concerning and just a message to everyone out there. If you're too intoxicated, do not get in your car and drive. I know a lot of people sometimes feel like, hey, it's okay. Just had a couple. I can handle my vehicle. I'm a, I've got my wits about me. But, you know, uh, it's just it's so hard to see that this happens this way that somebody loses their life in this kind of a situation. So I think it's just a moment that I wanted to take to remind everybody out there, you know, don't, don't do it. Don't get behind the wheel um, before, you know, if you don't think that you're up to the task of handling your vehicle, or if you feel like you're just slightly a little bit too messed up inebriated, if you will. Um, I know it's a very somber tone to start the show and I apologize, Nick, because uh, I just didn't know all this was going to happen today. Um, but let's uh, switch gears, look at what the Giants have done out there on the field. Um, 
when you see the game that they're coming off of against the Chiefs and the way that they almost won the game, I mean, they were literally like an offside penalty away from sealing the end of that game. This defense has pretty done pretty well for themselves. What, what have you made of the Giants' defense and how they've kind of um, pushed the pace against opponents, especially somebody as high-powered as the Chiefs? So they've they've been rather disappointing, um, their defense. I, I feel as if the defense was supposed to be the strength of the team coming into this year. After last year, they overachieved, and they played really well. They signed this dude out of Georgia, Ojolari, who, Heidi, he was a projected top 15 pick, and then he had knee issues, so he dropped. And he is, I believe he's the leader in sacks on the team. In QB hits, he is. He's been a bright spot for them, but they've been destroyed by injuries. They lose Blake Martinez, who's a big part of the defense, the middle linebacker there. And Dory Jackson hasn't really done much. He's been in and out the lineup. Sometimes he'll miss two, three drives because of an ankle or a shoulder. James Bradbury, who last year I was giving him flowers saying how, look, he's not going to win defensive player of the year, but he's playing at a top three, top four cornerback level right now in the league. And the issue with the Giants is they've been really bad for a really long time. and it doesn't seem like it's getting any better and the defense, they just find ways to lose. Like yesterday they get the interception on Pat Mahomes should ice the game away, but the guy is off sides. So yeah. when you're bad and I know you've went through some pains with the Raiders and following them, it hasn't always been sunshine and rainbows. When you're a bad team, you just find ways to lose. And that's exactly what's happening with the giants and what you saw on Monday night football. Do you think getting back any of the players that weren't able to play? Because there's been a lot of them, especially, you know, Barkley is a big one. Um, he was a big contributor on the offense. Uh, you know, Sterling Shepard, there's a lot of guys. Slayton, I think, was targeted twice and didn't have any yards yesterday. So when you think about all these players that have either succumbed to injury or that just haven't been productive, what kind of uptick do they need to be able to get into the plus side on on the offense for the Giants? Maybe first and foremost, being available would be nice. Uh, <laughs> you know, your your best ability is availability, right? You always hear athletes or coaches or general managers say that. Now, Barkley in and out the lineup, he's become very injury prone. Sterling Shepard, that dude has had multiple concussions and now it's a shoulder and now it's a back. It's just constant things with him. Kadarius Tony, bright spot for the Giants. Last couple of games, he's been a baller comes back and he's in the fetal position on the sideline getting treatment for his hand. So it's just the same thing just over and over. The players that you expect to be out there just haven't been out there. And it's just injury after injury. And you can't get in rhythm. Daniel Jones loves throwing to Sterling Shepard. He's there for two games. He misses four games. It's just the nature of what the Giants have been the last couple of years. And when someone watches them, Say Raider fans aren't really following the Giants, right? More so you're watching them on red zone where you can't really consume how good or bad a team really is. But if you're going to be watching this game on Sunday, you're going to notice a lot of things that can literally describe the Giants the last five, six years. Yeah.
It's always uh, been a struggle for this team uh, right now with two wins. I'm sure the Giants fans are feeling it. Um, the Raiders, from what you've seen, have managed to kind of flip things around uh, for the most part. Five and two, second best record right now in the AFC, uh, you know, tied with a few other teams. But the promise that they show nobody, if anybody said they expected the Raiders to be in first place at the AFC West at this point, I'm pretty sure I, I would have like laughed at them and said, yeah, sure. I don't see it happening, especially when they had the Steelers and the Ravens at the top of their schedule. I didn't think that they would walk away uh, with the wins the way that they did. So what have you seen from the outside looking in that has made this team so productive? I've always been a Derek Carr fan. Always was a fan of his. Super underappreciated. Never got the respect. And he's been surrounded by... a. am a fan of the weapons that they have. Love Waller. Hunter Renfro. Heidi, I bet Clemson many years back to win the national championship. So he will always have a nice spot in my heart. And he's a perfect kind of... He's a great NFL player, I feel like. Like he's not going to be a guy that's going to start on your fantasy team, right? And oftentimes nowadays a lot of people describe football players based on how good they are in fantasy, but I feel like Hunter Renfro is just an absolute stud wide receiver in the slot, third downs. He's up there and converting third downs at the first downs. He's a safety blanket for Derek Carr, Darren Waller, all pro. We don't need to say much about him. Unfortunate now with the Henry Rugg stuff, he was taking the leap. Uh, Edwards was emerging as well. And even Derek Carr, just his leadership. I love that game when they went in overtime and he's praising Zay Jones about how hard he's worked. And he praises the defense and he steps up with all the John Gruden stuff that surfaced a couple of weeks ago. So this offense has been very solid. They haven't been great, but they haven't been bad. And I think the biggest surprise for me is that pass rush that the Raiders have. That's been what's really stood out. Crosby, Nassib, those guys are uh, uh, Yannick also and Gakwe. They're just getting after the quarterback and making it really, really difficult for other teams. Have you thought about like whether or not it's the pass rush of the Raiders that'll be more formidable of a test or even Denzel Perryman, who's been on the inside, just kind of stirring things up as well as a linebacker. Um, you, do you see it being a a challenge for Danny Dimes trying to get the football out quicker or being able to come up with schemes that are going to be, uh, you know, faster as far as getting the ball downfield and completions. What do you see when you look at that challenge for the giants? Oh, this is a nightmare matchup for the giants with that pass rush. It's just the offensive line has not been good. It, it's been the case now for a very long time that the offensive line has not been good and they've already had issues as far as staying healthy on the offensive line, Heidi, like what we were talking about the, with the Giants just not having guys available. So now you have backups as starters who are backups for a reason because they weren't as good as your starters. So I, this they'll need to get the ball out quick, but it still might be too much. That pass rush is really going to make some noise against that Giants front. Yeah. And again, we were talking about Danny Dimes and, and where, you know, this is going to be uh, a challenge for him. What have you thought of him overall in his progression as a quarterback? Oh, I have been on an emotional roller coaster with him. Uh, I was, I really wanted him to be something 
because everybody just completely dumped on the selection of him and people just were so off him. And when you take a guy that high, if you hit on your quarterback, I feel like you've won your draft. When people give out draft grades, if you just find your quarterback, I think it's an A plus in my opinion. He's just constantly made the same mistake since his rookie year. It's the double covered guy as alignment is on him. He's trying to make a play. He still throws it. It's the terrible clock management, which is what you saw in that game yesterday in the last two minutes. Uh, taking sacks when you shouldn't it's second and 10 and you drop him back. You're holding the ball for six Mississippi, get rid of it, you know? And then before you know it, it's third and 18. Yeah. I'm a big flag football guy. So we have five Mississippi in the, yeah, I love that. I love the Mississippi. Yeah. So like same on our playground when I was, yeah. So you're, (laughs) you're, (laughs) you're holding the ball for that long. And then you're confused as to why it's third and 20. Right. Like you're just making the same, same mistakes, forcing it. Uh, He's cut down on the turnovers, though. He had he had one yesterday. But prior to this season, I believe he had 12 more turnovers than he did games played, which is basically a a game, a turnover and a half in every game he played in. So I'm off of him. The only thing I've been fantasy booking to use the wrestling term and the the UFC term of like fantasy fights and all that of Russell Wilson being the quarterback for the New York giants. Um, That's been in my head now for about three seasons. So just remember me if it does happen, Heidi. Of course I will. I I don't (laughs) forget a face. Well, I wanted to get into uh, just one last thing here with you. The numbers right now, it looks like plus three. On, uh, you know, for the uh, Giants Raiders, Giants uh, obviously being the underdog. Uh, plus, I saw plus 110 as well on the money line. So the numbers got a lot closer. I mean, it was uh, uh, with the Chiefs, it was at nine, nine and a half, up to 10 at some points. Um, so now you see this, these kind of numbers. I and mean, what do you think about that? Is that kind of the idea of it being like a trap game? Uh, It could be. It could be. I expected the Raiders to be a favorite in this game. However, this is the line has stayed pat despite what happened yesterday. Now, if the Giants were to win that game yesterday, there's something in sports betting, Heidi, called the standalone factor, Mm -hmm. which is whenever there is a Sunday night football, Monday night football game, it's the only game on. There's no red zone. There's no distractions to watch nine other games. It's the only game on. So public perception is really what influences any kind of sports betting line. Now, if the Giants would have won that game, I could have seen this being reverse. I could have seen the Giants being a two to three point favorite at home. However, the Raiders coming off a bye, the Raiders now in first place, you're not looking at this team as maybe they can make a run. This is more so looking at a team if they can withstand the storm of the teams chasing them. This is a game that you should win if you're the Vegas Raiders. They have in the past dropped games like this. I'd be a little concerned about that. I still don't know what to make of the new coach that's in charge. Usually what I like to do is teams coming off a bye. If you have a good coach and quarterback in-house that I sort of skew it a little bit more in your favor. The Giants are, are just not a really good football team. And this is a game that if you want to be taken serious as a potential AFC winner, a top seed, you need to win a game like this against a team that has nothing to play for right now at two and six. 
I think that you're really on it there. And again, I appreciate you coming on because you do have that upsets and underdogs uh, podcast um, at Blue Wire podcast as well. So um, if you know you're, you're I think you are a Giants fan, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I believe I had seen that on the on tweets and things before. So as a Giants fan, seeing the numbers, it looks encouraging. Are you going to buy in on them as a dog? I will say this. I it's it's a team that I like betting on when they're an underdog at home. Daniel Jones is 11 and 5 against the spread as a underdog at home. He is Sorry, that's on the road, on the road. At home, the Giants have covered 63% of the games they've been an underdog in the last five seasons. So they end up losing those games, but a lot of times they'll be big underdogs at home. Uh, Recently this year, though, they were a dog to the Rams and they got blown out. It was bad. My parents went to that game, Heidi, and my dad called me at halftime and said, we're on the way home. We're not staying for this. Yeah. It was that it was, I believe it was 28 or 31, nothing. It was terrible. But, but then again, against the Panthers, uh, two weeks ago, they covered as a home underdog, but the giants are just not a really good team. The home, the crowd doesn't really, it doesn't have that same luster that it once used to have when they used to play at giant stadium. MetLife is the most generic stadium in the entire world. If you ever play Madden and you're in franchise mode, that yes. first stadium that they give you, the default <laughs> one, that's basically MetLife Stadium. And it costs them a billion dollars. Oh, you look God. at every other stadium that's been uh. built, they all have like something cool, right? Vegas has a casino like in the end zone. Like that's that's dope. <laughs> nope. Giants is the most generic stadium in the league. And the, the crowd is just very the Giants used to be a model franchise. Yes. Right? So the 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 fans expect excellence. Now it's, I know a lot of season ticket holders, they just get rid of their tickets. They sell them. Might be a, might be a big Raider crowd, honestly, in, in MetLife as well. Yeah, uh, we'll see because, they, you know, it's one of those fan bases. They travel out pretty far and wide, you know, so uh, we'll see how it goes uh, this weekend. Again, uh, Nick, before I let you go, please let everybody know where uh, they can find your work. And the shows that you have upcoming. Yeah, thank you very much. And and anytime, Heidi, like I said, I, I meant that before. Anytime you need me, um, uh, I'm all yours. I'll make time for you. It's at Nick Deus 10 on social media. At Veterans Minimum is my podcast twice a week. NFL, MMA, all current sports with a uh, New York twist to it, a little slang there too. And then upsets and underdogs with former New York Giants Super Bowl champion Will Blackman for the win bet. Thank you again, everyone, for listening to this edition of the Takeaways podcast here dropped on a Tuesday, normally airs on Wednesday. Uh, Thanks to the guests that came on. Appreciate Cassie Soto. If you guys don't follow her work, you should. She's a great young talent and definitely uh, somebody to keep your eyes peeled to because she's always on top of things and I loved having her on today. Uh, You also got to make sure to check out everything that Nick is doing. He's got a great show there. He's got YouTube channels. Make sure to follow him on Twitter and you can find all of his work there and all of his podcasts as well. So having him on, uh, we're in the Blue Wire family here. So love getting on these other Blue Wire hosts when I can.
can. But that'll do it for the show today. Everybody keep up with everything here on VegasNation.com and I'll be back next week. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.